Hi everyone, this is Josh, the DM. Welcome to Nerdy People Play Dungeons & Dragons, part of the Nerdy Things Podcast Network. I'm Tyler from the Talking Fail and the Discographers Podcasts. I'm playing the Human Ranger, Aiden Hobbs. Hi, I'm Aiden, and I'm playing Gary the Monk. I'm Crystal from Board Game Blitz, and I'm playing Amethysia, the Half-Elf Bard. I'm Jesse from the Our Turn Podcast, and I'm playing Valorax, the Dragonborn Fighter. Okay, I'm now recording. Are you good? I, yep. I'm now recording. recording the clap thing, don't I, we? I now see the hat. It is very <laughs> cute. Okay, so, Crystal. Tyler. Ethan, Jesse, I almost called Ethan Gary too. I'm saying, right, I got all my everything. I think so. He does that every time we meet up in real life. It's weird. Yeah, I do. <laughs> and everyone, welcome to. It's like we had a. Sorry. Sorry. And everyone, welcome to um, nerdy people play D and D, where we're gonna play D and D. How's everyone been? Not too shabby. Fantastic. Right. Cool. I'm kind of tired. Can nothing exciting happen this week? <laughs> I can't promise you that. I'll do my best. Now, um, last week we were just about to go to the party, and uh, in in between our games, uh, Tyler reminded me that they wanted to have a bit of a pre-party brief because he wanted to get some details from Hucklup. Uh, regarding the party and I thought that actually might be a really good idea now um you guys do know what you're after correct do you remember a thing you are after a thing or a person hold on okay a uh, black no, wait, diamond thingy it's the black yeah excellent it is a black diamond it's a fairly largish one like essentially the size of someone's fist and uh, before you guys go Zephrinius sits down with all of you he unravels a drawing of the grounds. Now, Josh didn't make a map of that, specifically in um, Roll20, because it's been a very interesting few days. But um, from what you can see, the patrols of the grounds are fairly regular. There's a few external windows, but climbing them, you, you there is no way you would be able to climb them without being seen from the outside. Zephrinius looks at each of you and says, Remember, the object you're after is the black diamond. Should you find yourselves in a position where you can search his house, take it. But be warned, they are not to be trifled with. He then, he, he decides to explain a little bit more about this man whose house you're going to. Give me a sec, I'll get his first name in front of me, which I didn't write down. So I'm going to make one up now. There we go. His name, his full name, is Baron Grigori Largai. He was a general known as the Blutzvika, so called because of his ability to drain his opponent's resources before battles, so whenever they fought, they would be tired, cold, and hungry. Do you have any questions? He seems nice. Well, one does not become a baron through niceness, Gary. 
his was one through conquest. Questions? Um, oh, nice. Why'd you even roll that for? Sorry, I was trying to get all set up. With the dice <laughs> well, one. good yeah. job. Yeah, you burned a 20 for, for absolutely nothing. So, guys, do you have any further questions for Zephrinius? Uh, so, we just gotta get in there, find this diamond thing, and not cause a ruckus. I mean, it's gonna be a, be a, a normal idea. ruckus because it's a party. Well, yes, it will be a party. And also, if you do find our agent, that would be useful. Um, he describes her as a, a somewhat youngish girl, um, probably early, mid-twenties, brown hair, and she was known among them for wearing, like, for wearing sorry, like a red kerchief, which is the thing you wear on your head. Mid-twenties, red kerchief. Yep. Excellent. But without any further ado, we move along to the party. And I assume we're all in... I can see us all. Excellent. 20. Very good. The house itself stands on a small field, kind of like within town. Like, it's got a small area of green around it and a small wall. I mean, it's not... It doesn't look like a military enclosure at all from the outside, but on the inside you do see a couple of groundskeepers keeping watch and... These guys are walking around with large dogs and just kind of... They give you a little nod as you come in. It's not a... Um, it's not overly threatening or welcoming. It's it's the nod of a professional to someone who he's been told to not kill yet. Huh. Okay. Uh, as you approach the front door... And I can see Amethyst already inside. I, that's where I was when I launched the thing. Yeah. That, that's probably my fault. I'll just move you all indoors. There we go. Yay. As you come inside, you see a, uh, a slightly overweight looking man in the regalia of what you would assume is a butler. Yes, lady. Sirs. Hello. We you have your invitation. We do. And I reach into my bag, and I pull out the invitation that I was given by that person that I ran into that knew me. Excellent. He opens the invitation, gives you a look. You are, I assume, the lady, Vidam, Amethysia Inari. That is correct. Very good. I would ask all of you, if you have any weapons, would you please deposit them in this chest here? Oh, you wouldn't deprive a monk of his, of his stick, would you? I need this to walk. I doubt that highly, sir. Oh. Now, those of you who've decided... Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll let each of you decide how you're going to do this. Wh which weapons were you... Ca were you carrying your ordinary weapons? Oh, no. Um. Well, so I have my loot... My uh, on strung around my back, which I'm going to keep, and it you know just happens to have a magical short sword inside of it, so that's helpful. It does. 
but it makes okay. sense for me to have a loot since I am a bard, and that will be the only weapon I will keep. Everything else I will either have left or will deposit. Okay. I would assume you, you can say that you've left your weapons behind if you wish. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't imagine Gary would have taken his uh, kunai with him. But I guess, you know, make sure no one takes this plus one quarter staff. The, I'm coming back the, here. The butler holds his hands out. The staff, if you would, please, sir. Alright. He takes the staff and he puts it in the large chest. Is anyone else packing an, Back o- when we... an open weapon? I... Uh, no, not open, but back back when we were for, uh, getting the order for the clothes, I had requested a, a hidden pocket for my uh, necro dagger. You did. And so that's the only, wep- that's the only weapon that I have okay. on me. Those of you who've got hidden weapons on you, yep. I am going to ask you to roll, in Amy's case, a performance roll. Okay. Because he, I mean, it, it's not a common thing for a noble lady to wear a loot. So, the, the reason I'm saying performance is it's kind of like you're, you're like saying, look, it's part of the outfit. It's just, it's the style at the time. I, Let this one go. I, I've been lauded across the land for my musical abilities, and I just can't go anywhere without my, my trusted instrument. And then this happens. I'm going to let him just roll the dice to decide what the uh, difficulty class is going to be. So that's a 19 for me. <laughs> so I'm Oh, fine. very nicely done. Yeah, I'm fine. I've got okay. plus 7 to performance, so it, I would have had to oh, have rolled you, really poorly. <laughs> you would have had to roll absolutely terrible. Aiden, I'm going to say it's a sleight of hand in your case, and for you as well, Val, because okay. that's kind of my way of saying like you, you're kind of like just covering... Like the, um, I'd say like the, where the weapons would be obvious. Like you're just kind of casually putting your hands over them. All right. Then it would be a 17. It would be indeed. And Val, that would be a nine. Ooh, how do you. Not quite good enough. How do you I do might, that, Val? I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to blow a point of luck to reroll that. Because this is that. kind of important to me. Yeah. Actually, I should have said that before. Yeah. Um. Guys, with your character sheets, if you click on a skill, it'll actually roll the dice for you using all the modifiers. How do I get to my character sheet? Okay, uh, top left-hand corner, the second uh-huh. icon that kind of looks like a newspaper is your character sheet. Um, the top left corner. Oh, the set top right. Uh, journal. Oh yes. Yep, that's the one. Yeah, journal, okay. and then... Okay, yeah. character sheet. Hey, look! Okay. So, Val, you have, even with your luck burning, an 11 is not quite going to cut it. He, uh, he sees your hands and says, So, I understand this is... You are accustomed to weapons, but you will be quite safe here, sir. And he, and he holds his hands out. Well, since there's no possible way around this, I will hand them over. Thank you, sir. And he takes the uh, the punch daggers, and uh, he puts them in the large box. So everyone is now unarmed and relatively unarmored. And this is where most dungeon masters start to get very happy. <laughs> 
And, uh... Hey, man, as long as I got two working hands. Actually, sir, we shall need... No. <laughs> He's not going to try that. <laughs> um, he leads each of you around, so if you can follow the butler. No, no, no. Mate, where's he going? I... He's going through the door to the north. Is he? Well, he didn't go through the wall this time, so that's that's quite good. How do I? Oh, it popped it out. Okay. Yep. I'll, I'll walk you up there. There no, we go. I'm, I'm trying to. Oh, sorry. Okay. Oh, oh gosh. Oh, Gary's breakdancing. <laughs> Everything is very, very slow for me on roll twenty. In case that's normal or not. Uh, yeah. I think it might be normal, and I think it might be the fact that I'm using my piece of poo laptop. Which I'm going to be getting another one soon, but just not yet, unfortunately. Anyways, um, the butler leads you around to a, uh, a very, very opulently and almost, you'd say almost decadently decorated room, um, which is very much at odds with the outside of the building, which is, um, it's very, very austere. Um, ancestral paintings and an ornate coat of arms adorn the walls of the small hallway, which opens into a large parlor area. The parlor has the same feel of the entrance, uh, which is to say a bit formal, kind of like old money, but with a new coat of paint, but it feels a lot more lived in. You can hear the sound of a piano being played over the sounds of laughter and conversation. All three of the guests look up and conversation halts as the butler announces you, the Lady Amethysia Inare and her companions. You can see a man who is obviously the Baron, the, uh, the Baron, as he radiates both power and authority. His face is remarkably like those on the portraits you saw in the hallway, like almost identical. He is a, he's a handsome man. Um, he, is, he is tall and lean, and he's wearing what looks like an old regimental uniform, complete with military sash and an old saber at his hip. He is holding court with a large glass of dark red liquid in his right hand. Um, as you observe him a little more, you can see that his... Um, his somewhat receding black widow's peak is shot through with a few strokes of grey, and he gives each of you a gaze that could be described as perhaps slight, slightly hungry or, or even searching. His wife, where is her description? There we go. Is um, where the Baron is dark, dour, and, and severe and angular. She is bubbly and far softer. A woman of a certain age who is a uh, who who wears. Clothes that are kind of a decade or so out of real fashion, but she, she wears them well at her age, and, and she gives you guys a welcoming smile. She, she even directs one of the um, one of the hostesses or bar, or you know maids over to uh, bring you guys essentially like a, a tray of refreshments. And, uh, you know, it's like you know, little crackers and cheese and some glasses of wine on there, which looks very, very familiar to you guys, especially. Um... The third guest is a foppish type of fellow and is clearly well into his cups. Um, Crystal, can I get a history roll from you? Uh, did Josh freeze for anybody else? Yes. Yes. Okay. yes. <laughs> we have he's lost been, the dungeon master. He's been pretty choppy okay. for most of the recording, but I was able to mostly piece stuff together. Uh, okay. Oh, oh yeah. We're rebutting hey, a wee back. bit. Am I back? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Do I need yep. to reread yes. all that? Uh, okay. Just about, the part about the bloke in his cups. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. 
Well, that's easy to edit. Um, the third guest is a foppish type of fellow who is clearly into his cups. He laughs overly loudly at some jest and regards the party through a, you'd say a semi-alcoholic phase. Haze, sorry. Um, he, he's clearly in a semi-alcoholic phase at the moment. You can tell from the damage his skin has undergone. Um, Crystal, can you give me a history roll, please? Sure. Okay, so I, I got into my character sheet. How do I actually roll a thing, though? What do I do? Just click on it. Um, click, click on, on history. Click on history. Like... Okay. Yep. And it'll just do it. Sweet! Wait, why is it rolling two dice? Uh, okay, it, it means Josh hasn't done his job right. I'll just read the first number. Okay, so you know, you do know kind of who this man probably is. Um, his name is Verti Booster. Verti Booster. Yep. That that's a name, all right. Hmm. It's very similar to another name. I yeah, know. I'm thinking of something else as well. You guys didn't get the name of the butler, but is, for uh, those of you who are wondering, his name is... Is, is it Jeeves? It's Gerald Reeves. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah, we're doing a thing here, I see. Yeah, I've been reading Wodehouse a few months ago, but I was thinking about this, so... No, this is the Baron's house. <laughs> well, yes. Verti didn't bring Jeeves with him. Uh, Reeves with him. Yeah. Reeves and Booster. Goes together so well. Um... The figure at the piano is dressed in an off-white suit. Um, Amy, you, you'd know this guy as well. Um, his name is Andreas Vilkskraya, and he is generally known for a lot of upbeat and popular works such as Faire la Fête and Faire la Fête jusqu'à ce couvé vomites. Uh, I heard vomit in <laughs> there. There's a French speaker out there who understood exactly. Yeah. Party hard and party till you puke, and Ethan's going to be upset with me. What was his name no, no. one more time? I mean, well, yeah, but... Uh, uh, Andreas Vilkskraya. Okay. C'est bon. He's doing an Andrew WK thing. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> party, 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 to we're gonna have a party, we're gonna have a party. <laughs> the only reason I know Andrew WK is because of Aqua Teen Hunger Force, for the record. Because, yeah, so... Like, that was how I learned he's, about he's, him back in the day. He's good. I, I've listened to his latest album. It's pretty good. Okay, so um, as you guys approach the Baron, he, he walks over to you guys. You can see that he walks... It, it is almost like watching someone kind of like almost on parade ground walk across a small room. He raises his glass and says... Mm. And, and you can tell he's not amazingly excited to see anyone, really. Mm, greetings, honored guests. You are the ones we have to thank for this vintage. And he swallows his glass and, and then just takes a sip. Thank you for Yeah, attending. that's... It's our pleasure. Yeah, no worries, mate. His wife, on the other hand, is completely different. She is like, oh, I do declare, do you not all just look fabulous? And I apologize, my southern bell accent is going to be terrible. But then again, all my accents are terrible, so I shouldn't be dissuaded. So, d did you have a fan ride in from, from, from the edge of town? It was uneventful. The best kind. Now, please, let, let me introduce you. This here, this here man is Verti Booster. He is a man and noble like yourself. 
He is. Maybe you two know each other. Uh, I believe we are acquainted with one another. Verti gives you a look like I'm always happy to be acquainted with anyone who looks as good as you, my dear. And, and you can tell he's 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 pretty pissed. The the Baron looks somewhat pained. Um, each of you give me a perception roll. Okay. That's right. I can just look at my character sheet. Hold on. I need to get used to doing this. So I just click perception, wherever it is. 13. Mm -hmm. 19 from Amy, which is excellent. Gary, I believe that's a crit on your perception. Really? I can't even... Hold on. Yeah, when it's green, it's a crit. It's a crit. (laughs) Oh, yeah. All right. Yep, I see everything. You, you you see and hear everything. You guys notice that the uh, the lady just to the south here is indeed a young brunette lady wearing a red kerchief. Mm. But uh, Gary, you and Amethysia notice this. You notice these maidservants, of which there are three in the room. So one here, and you guys can see the circle, I hope. Mm-hmm. One here, mm-hmm. and one over here. They are extraordinarily quiet even for maids and even when they walk like their walk seems a little disjointed but their feet make no noise at all as they walk across the room vampires well i mean <laughs> that's your answer the, to the red kerchief is who we were looking for so dude this sounds totally like vampires this mission's easy um what is the, the girl there. in the red kerchief carrying She's carrying a tray of, like, cheese and crackers and red wine. All right. Uh, well, uh, excuse me, uh, my lady and Sir Booster. <laughs> uh, if you'll excuse me, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bit parched from our journey, and I would like to get myself something to drink. Well, of course, honey, honey, of course. And she, she snaps her fingers at the and the young lady in the red kerchief, and she very quickly is uh, over to you with a tray of drinks and, and is offering them very quickly. And I will, uh, I'm going to ask her, uh, oh yes, what, what, uh, what kind of wine is this exactly? The maidservant just gives you a look. Like, oh, sorry, honey. She's she's somewhat shy. This, this is that vintage you got for for us from that uh, from that winery, I believe, was in a terrible circumstances. But she, she's all right, honey. You don't you don't worry yourself. I mean, I I would say she's allowed to speak for herself, though, right? If she chooses to speak, I'll not stop her. But if she don't choose to speak, I can't make her. All right. So I'll take a glass of wine and I'll take some cheese and crackers. She, she offers the uh, drinks to both Gary and Val and Aiden, who are quite fortunately all flanking her at the moment. And, and the butler returns to his post. Can I, uh, but while I'm picking up my, the pick up a glass and some cheese, while I, pi- when I pick up the glass, can I accidentally let it slip and have it drop and spill 
some of the wine on my boots. You can do that. Get, oh man, I was thinking. I was thinking what? I had to do the wine spill maneuver. <laughs> G- give me a. I was like, uh, when's the best g- time? Give me a sleight of hand. Okay. And I'm gonna roll like a uh, perception for pretty well everyone in the room. Six. You pretty well. It just looks like you pretty well just tipped it out. Like, just on your boots, like, <laughs> you, you can't even make it look convincing that, I mean, I don't even want to roll perception for them now, because that was just so terrible. <laughs> Sorry, I've got a dice thing on my phone. Okay. They, you, you see it all, like, both the Baron and the Baroness give you a look, like, it, did we insult the Ranger somehow? Did we Forget do something? My... Forgive my friend. Forgive my friend Aiden. He's extremely foreign. <laughs> yes, I am very foreign. Oh, shit. Like a strange wine custom, on the boots like, is a sign it's... of good luck. <laughs> I am tempted. He's like this all the time. I, am, I don't know I why am we hang out. Tempted to make you guys roll a group deception roll. <laughs> but um, look, they they, they, want, they are far too well bred. Oh no. They, they, are, they are well bred. They, they're not going to. frozen again? Oh, wait. No. <laughs> Val, where'd you go? Val, where are you going, man? Val, get back in here. <laughs> no, you don't get to leave the party that oh. easily, mister. I'm not done with you. Um, they... they, they they have got breeding, and they're like, okay, the, the peasants tip wine out now. Um, you, you watch as Verti actually, he joins in. He's like, oh, what a lark. And, and he, he spills his drink on the floor. And the Baron just stands there <laughs> suffering because this is a wooden floor and people have just stained it with wine, which is going to take a lot of work for someone else to clean. <laughs> where, where did you expect that to go, Aiden? <laughs> trying to do <laughs> well wait so real quick was that am i stuck doing that voice in character now to to keep my cover possibly <laughs> i okay, like to I think didn't, so. i just know how bad my deception was i don't even just as long as the butler never hears it or he'll be like sir are you possessed <laughs> no we've, we've had enough possession uh <laughs> And I'll have to say, no, he's just so extremely far and it comes out every now Actually, and then. Actually, Gary, I'll get one from you as well. <laughs> this will be funny. No, I was only describing possibilities. Yeah, that's what oh, you get for talking. Bombs. Yeah, that's what you what get for talking. What do I need to roll? Deception? Deception. Okay. And <laughs> Gary's first number is a... Can we... Uh... Oh, jeez. I don't know why I rolled two. It's why mine's doing that helps. as well. I, I rolled their perception. And uh, it was not great. I'll give it that. Did they roll a one? I can't confirm or deny it was a very singular number. Um, so they nod, actually. They're like, ooh, okay, okay. <laughs> very chic. So, yes, Aiden, you are now stuck in that accent for the rest of this event. <laughs> All right. Um, 
may I go to may I go to the kitchen and wash and clean my boots? Oh, uh, of course, honey. Uh, 